Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think I turned up in the England squad and Phil Juggy Elkwood played more times than Golden. I had in the Premier League. <laughs> Making saves, that's almost the easy part of being a goalkeeper. What is your favourite piece of football memorabilia that you owned? Messi shirt. I've got a signed Messi shirt. No way, I was already bantering there from as well. That, from that game? From that game. Yeah, yeah. Hi everyone, here we are for another episode of Off The Shelf. With me, Michael Dawson, and my co-host, Paul Miles. How are you, mate? Good as gold doors, how are you? I'm always well, always well coming. Look at this unbelievable training centre. And we've got a very, another very special guest today, and someone you'll know well from your, from your career. And uh, he's a great guy to have about the place, great goalkeeper. Came in at the back end of last season, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'll let you introduce him, because you'll no doubt come up against him a few times in your career. I have, but I never scored against him. So, unfortunately, uh, he's got the bragging rights today. But Fraser, great to have you, mate. Nice yeah. to see you. Another northerner. Can't beat him. We're taking over down here. Yeah. Fraser, let's start at the start. Growing up in Hexham, up in Northumberland. I mean, what was it like growing up as a kid? Were you always into football? Was that always going to be the thing for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, love football. Um, I was a Newcastle fan growing up. Um, and obviously, that period, Newcastle were doing well. Obviously, Kevin Keegan... I'd love it if we beat them. Love <laughs> that it. One. That one. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. Like I, we lived in like a small village. Uh, wasn't a lot going on. Got three brothers, so we we're just in the garden playing football all the time. And um, yeah, obviously love football and kind of stumbled my way into it in the end. But um, yeah, always kind of wanted to do that. You went to the Royal Grammar School of, of Newcastle. <laughs> I've done all my research, mate. Don't worry about that. How were you at school? Oh. Educationally wise, everything average. It was it was a tough school. Like it was a very good school. Mm. I was very fortunate um, to go there. Obviously, parents worked hard to send me there. Uh, tried hard within that spectrum of that school. Pretty average. Um, tried hard, lacked ability. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely got that as well. <laughs> but mine wasn't a grammar school. <laughs> but yeah, it was. You know, it was obviously a good school to be at. Yeah. 
predominantly rugby school. Played rugby out of school for a bit. Uh, just like Tyndale, which is you know just long from uh, Hexham. Enjoyed it. Just loved all sport. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of kids, you know, played tennis, golf a bit. Um, but yeah, kind of played whatever position in rugby. Once hit my growth spurt, there you go, second row. <laughs> all the fun's, Told you. All the fun's gone. Um, just getting smashed up all the time. Well, at least then, you didn't uh, get cauliflower ears in that little time, nah, so that's a, that's a bonus. Always a win, that, isn't it? And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously played like football on a Saturday, Sunday. Um, just village team. Um, started as a centre-back and, and the keeper, when we were under 12s, the keeper moved up in age and then we're like, we didn't have a keeper, so... Fancy a go and then be nervous. And I told you, you always amazing. work your way back. I started to centre forward and then ended up with centre half. Fraser started centre half and then ended up with goal. I mean, Dawes, this is all though. When you think of Fraser's career now, isn't it amazing how you get these little moments, these little moments of fate? Like they say, the, the goalkeeper moves up, Malaysia. You haven't got a goalkeeper and you go, Fraser, and you end up being an England goalkeeper. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad when you think about it, isn't it? When you look back, it's mad because. You'll be the same. You'll be able to pick probably five or six people who have been influential throughout your career who might have just seen something in you and thought, you know, we'll give them a chance when probably ability-wise you didn't really deserve that. But they just see something in you and that little bit of belief. And I don't know, looking back, you're like, luckily they did. Otherwise, I don't know what I'd be doing. When when did football start taking over from, from what you were doing at school? And when did you start to believe that, hang on a minute, Hang on a minute. You know, this is I'm pretty decent at this. <laughs> Still waiting if for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a bit of a strange one for me because obviously at school we couldn't actually play school football till we were 16, kind of GCSE year. So outside of school, I snuck into like county football, was playing for Northumberland. Um, up in Newcastle, they had like a city schools thing. So they picked like, the best kids from the schools in Newcastle and you'd play whoever. Um, so that was kind of started happening when I was 15. And then off the back of that, kind of had a few trials at a few clubs. Like when I was 15, nothing came of them. And then started A-levels at school and then literally just got a call out the blue from the head of scouting at Newcastle. And they were... They basically said, oh, we want you to come in for a couple of days. We've got FA Youth Cup, but we've only got one keeper who's the right age, basically. So they were basically looking for a number two. So they were rifting, rifting through lads, trying to find someone. So they were basically like, come in, train a few days. We'll see how you are. So anyway, I went in, did okay, obviously. And then they kind of kept saying, oh, come in, you know, kind of can, can you come in two days a week? So I'm trying to balance that off against like trying to do my A-levels. A-levels but obviously yeah. I really yeah. want to go down the football route. So um, kind of over that season, I started just going in more and more. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until 17 they actually offered me a, like a youth contract, like a YT contract. And um, and then, yeah, obviously. Did you have to make a decision then? Like, because you're doing A-levels. Yeah, it was obviously kind of tough because school was suffering and I was trying to go there and do do football, do school. So kind of school was suffering a bit. Um, but then, yeah, obviously when you get that opportunity, you can't really say no. Um, but then I ended up actually, once I signed that contract, I kind of went in a year later than, because normally you'd start your YT at 16. Yeah, yeah. 
So I kind of got a two-year YT when I was 17. And then the following year, obviously, you kind of do education maybe one and a half days a week yeah. in the academy. So instead of doing the education that we did at the club, my parents were quite like, I want you to get a couple of A-levels. So I'd go in and do, I did two A-levels, but kind of one each year. So I'd go in kind of one and a half days a week. And I did psychology one year. Oh, wow. And I actually stayed at school like an extra year. So I actually finished school when I was 19 because wow. I wanted to get the second A-level. So I did economics and then, but yeah, it was, it was so hard to do because you Heart's fully in football, and yeah, yeah, you want the dream then. Yeah, Go, yeah, going yeah. back to your grassroots Walls End boys. Yeah, so that was quite. That was quite. Was that Shearer, Michael Carrick? Were you aware of yourself? the history of the club before you? It's well known, by the way, yeah. around yeah. The, that, the name big, of that football team. It's a yeah. prestigious thing there. Um, I probably didn't go there till I was fifteen, sixteen. Right. So I wasn't there that long a time, but obviously it's a massive. Was there anyone else in your team that went on to to have a career in the game? Uh, probably not at Wall's End. Um, no, probably not at my no. age group at Wall's End. But obviously, you're fully aware. Obviously, Peter Beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was one of my Shearer's coaches at Newcastle. Well, Shearer, yeah. Carrick. Um, so being up north, like it's a big, it's a big, yeah. big thing to be. All the kids want to play for them. And think the dream yeah. might come true. Yeah. I can make it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at Newcastle, uh, and you're at the club that you know you you dreamed of as a boy I mean look when, when you when you joined first day through the door I mean that must have been a special day right yeah so when I joined it was obviously I've been going in that previous season but once you start going in there um, it's, like, it's, it's really kind of daunting because I've gone from private school into a di completely different environment like you'll know what football's like and um, and yeah obviously absolutely delighted to be there but obviously that first year, I was always kind of like basically on trial for most of the year. And then, um, yeah, no, it, was, it was like amazing. Obviously, you get the days where you get to go up with the first team and, you know, Shea Given, Steve Harper. What two great keepers, goalkeepers. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, they were brilliant for me. You know, two great guys who couldn't help you enough. And um, no, it was just amazing. And then it's all the steps you tick off on the way. Obviously, you go in and you're buzzing to be there to begin with. And you get your YT, and then you're buzzing with that, and then it's like, oh, I want to get pro, and then like I'll never forget that day where you sat in the classroom and the whole team's going in one after each other, and it's like, now nah, we're released here, no, we're keeping you, and like it's when I think the first lad walked in and everyone was like, oh, he's definitely getting one, and he didn't get one, and then everyone else in the room was just like, you're almost thinking, what are they looking for then if he's not got oh. one? Like, he was a great lad, worked so hard, did everything. Um, this is yeah. reality of football, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's so hard. Right? But even when I first went in, like, I walked in the door and I'm 6'6", six, six, gangly, never done a weight in my life. So there's football on the pitch in the morning, weights in the afternoon, and you're seeing all these lads who've been in the academy for 10 years or whatever, who have trained, like, they're all in great nick, they've all done gym, and then I'm there doing, I can't even do 10 press-ups. <laughs> Keeper coach is like, yeah. I'll take you for a bit. I couldn't even do 10 press-ups. And I was just like, but then seeing that really kicks you into gear because the whole way through my career, I've always been working hard. That's always been me. Like probably not the most talented or like God-given ability, but 
just works like non-stop the whole get time. Get every ounce out of it. Yeah. What, what age do you think, Fraser, that I, I can follow my dream and be a professional footballer? Because you came into it late. At 17, you, you touched on kids that had been at Newcastle since probably the age of 9, 10, and, and went all the way through and then get released at 17. You're 18. You're only just coming into it at that age. Yeah, like, it's so hard. I think even once you get into it, you yeah. still, like... You never feel like you've made it, weirdly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I you, agree, yeah. you still feel like you're chasing something or and there's so much competition around you. And even when I signed my YTS at Newcastle, like I was buzzing, worked so hard over the summer, like be ready to start my YT. Came in and I think a week later the club signed Tim Krull. So we paid money for him, bought him from Holland and then same age, and yeah. you just thought, Well, that wasn't part of the plan. And then Yeah. And then it's like the it's just every step of the way, there's always a challenge or something you've got to get past. And um, it's like that a, the whole way as through As a young career. goalkeeper, though, as well. Oh, yeah, Because opportunities are even fewer, mm. aren't they? Yeah, it was hot, like, even that first year at Newcastle was hard because you've got, like, the the games on the Saturday where only one keeper can play. Yeah. So then you're not playing there. So then they're arranging, like, Tuesday night games against, like, local teams. And like that group of lads, like I just remember it, like that group of lads who weren't playing on the Saturday and then you're turning out against whoever on the Tuesday in kind of no-win games yeah. because you're at Newcastle United. Like it doesn't matter if you're first team under 18, like you should be beating whoever. And you're turning out these horrendous places. Like, yeah. And you're trying to do well to kind of get in and it's it's hard, but it's that's, a hard that's age, football. That. It's a hard age because yeah, you, your mindset's everywhere. If you're not in the starting... 11 and you're playing in the bomb squad as, it, as it's called yeah. you think wow so you, you were there for six years phrase yeah there for six years uh never played in the first team Does it, is, is that something that like still is think i follow newcastle if i could have just made uh, an appearance i think um there's probably i'd say newcastle and, and liverpool are similar in ways where because the it's like it's such a big thing to play for those clubs as a homegrown player because like in Newcastle there's not a lot going on like everyone goes to St James's on a Saturday so like the town's dead because everyone's at football yeah. and then having been like a kid and go and watch their games and whatever that's obviously something I wish had happened but looking back I'm like if I could change one thing yeah. I'd have played just one game at St James's yeah. for Newcastle um, but yeah just it didn't happen yeah. and obviously my career took a different route and we, talk, we often talk about loan spells and, uh, you know, how important they can be within a career. I mean, you look at a lot of players here where that was the case. And for you, I mean, the loan spells worked beautifully, didn't they? Yeah. Won the title at Norwich, for instance, before, before obviously, you went up to Celtic. What, what was, you know, finally getting a run of games and being part of a team, what was that like for you? And what did that do for you? Yeah, amazing. Obviously, before Norwich, I'd had a couple of, like, one-month loan spells, but Norwich was the first one for me obviously a massive like a big club mm. that had just dropped from the championship and then they'd had a tough first month and Paul Lambert came in as manager there and then he called me up said oh do you want to come well I mean I'd, it was a no-brainer really um but even like situations that puts you in like I turned up on a Friday night at Hartlepool I'd never met the team never trained with the team never met the manager and it's like oh you're playing tomorrow and you're just like okay um, but do you no, think you could have done that in any other position apart from a goalkeeper? Nah, no chance. I think surreal, isn't it? 
All right, guys. Get and that's coach. hard as a young lad as well. Yeah. Because yeah. you just like feel like you're thrown in, but yeah. I don't know. Sink um, or swim, though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But also, like, great belief from the manager to just be like, yeah. there you go. Um, but yeah, that season was crucial for me. Obviously, it's a big club. You start playing in front of 20 odd thousand. Yeah. Um, pressure games as well. Pressure games, want to get promoted. Um, but Paul Lambert was brilliant with me. Like, you know, when you have a manager who just installs confidence in you, it's just like, just keep it out of the net, don't care how. Like, you're unbelievable. Probably doesn't believe it himself, but just made you What feel age were you there for it, sorry? Uh, 21. Wow, young as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Young. I mean, it's, you're, it's you're a, a big club, really. Like, Norwich was a big club and at the time was, you know, underachieving. Um, but yeah, you just get chucked in and absolutely loved that season. Obviously, we go on and end up being champions. Um, you know, it was fantastic. Talking about big clubs, <coughs> you next make an impact at Celtic. Now, I always say to people, you just cannot underestimate the size of Celtic Football Club. You walk through the doors there, tell us what you find. Yeah, massive. I think, like you say, I think until you go and see that football club for what it is, you'll never believe it. Like, it's massive and then some. The global and reach then, of it. Yeah, like, unbelievable. And then you're going into an environment where you have to win every game. Like, you've got Rangers across the city. If they win, like, you have to win. You can't drop points. Um, so, yeah, I walked in the door there. Obviously, I was still quite young in goalkeeping terms. Mm. Like, massive club. You're going from... You're going in and playing with, like, international players... Um, like established players so that was tough I think to then almost find that bit of confidence where you need to go from being like a young lad to well, I'm here to be the number one yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah huge club and I don't know obviously love my time there um, can't speak highly very successful it. as well yeah individually yeah. and collectively yeah I mean obviously to go and then you know, play Europa League, Champions League. That kind of kicked me on into the England squad. Most um, clean clean sheets consecutively. Did yeah. you know that one? Yeah, you do know? that was. That was <laughs> I forget that one. That was, that, that was a you big, don't forget. Come on. Well, honestly, like it is funny. Like you, um, I don't know. You you look back to individual moments, mm. or um, especially there, the fans are so passionate and it's amazing. And you you build that connection with the fans really well there. And, uh, is it true you can't go anywhere around the city? I played with David Marshall and uh, Marshall said it was like everywhere you went, everyone just knew you. Everywhere. But I think in Scotland as well, like everywhere you go, it's like oh, it's such and such. Or, yeah. or like obviously if you have an old firm and you win, it's amazing. If you, you lose, you don't go out. If you lose, yeah, yeah, not going out anywhere for at least a month. I mean, this is some game in itself. Right? Tell us about the old firm. Yeah, massive. I mean, you'll have an old firm in a month's time and you're getting asked questions about that. Yeah. They're not worried about the games leading up to it, but just huge games. And obviously when that rivalry is there and you're close in the league and the points are tight, like they must win. Um, but yeah, just amazing games. Like, honestly, I'd, if you're a football fan, you have to go to one. Like, I love you just have to go. Like, some of them probably end up being not the best football just because of the pressure around it. it you don't want to lose 
but you it, want to it's wait. It's the noise, minutes. Fraser. That's what I mean. Oh, even non-stop. watching it on telly, it's just the noise that comes through. You get back after, like you play the game, and y- your ears are ringing for 24 hours after. Like honestly, like you get in the car and you can just you can't hear properly because it's that loud. Um, but just amazing games. Like to when you go and then you win one of them, it's like. Did it bring you more just know pressure? You know, as a keeper, I always I take my mm. off to you because as a defender, you make a mistake. At least uh, need you to bail me out of trouble. As a keeper, you've got no one. Did it bring more? You felt the tension, or did you have that every time you played for Celtic? Nah, I think when you're young, it's you do yeah. for sure. Because I remember when I went, I went back on loan, obviously for a year from Southampton back mm. to Celtic, and one of the first, I think the second game was an old fit, and uh, I remember being away at Ibrox the second time going. I never really felt like this when I was there the first time. Like I felt so calm and I felt in my, like in my bubble. Yeah. But when you're young and you're trying to build that, you don't have that experience mm-hmm. behind you. So then, um, but yeah, it was just amazing because you know, if you win, you've made all of these people's months and they've got the bragging rights to the next one. And You didn't have that fear. You. That's what you, it looked like you were going to say. You didn't have that fear as a young oh. player. I didn't when I was young. And then all of a sudden you, you go back for the second stint. You're more experienced. You've got more expectations. You're now a senior player in the dressing room. Did you feel that? Yeah, definitely. Because I think when you're younger, I think it's normal to have that. Like you need to rack up those experiences. Yeah. You need to make those mistakes. And the thing that Celtic was, you, you don't get that chance to make those mistakes because you're a massive club and oh, I've made a mistake. Like you're immediately under pressure if you've made a mistake. Whereas, obviously, as you get older, like everyone I know, it's part of football yeah. and you have to just move on from it. Like, you don't mean to do it or whatever. Um, but I think, like, it was hard to go from even, like, you played in front of 25,000 or whatever at Norwich. There's a big difference to that to going 60,000 yeah. old thing. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while, the first six months at Celtic, to kind of find my feet and settle. Um, that was definitely a big jump. But then... I remember I saved the penalty in like the last minute of game against Hearts when we were kind of struggling a bit and um, just kind of kicked on from there. It just gave me that confidence that I'd been looking for and searching for a bit. There's one game in particular that people still talk about <laughs> and uh, look, even being here at Spurs at the time, <coughs> I watched it and uh, it was incredible when you obviously Barcelona 2-1. I've got the, I've got the Messi quote in front of me. The performances of Fraser Forster against us was talked about for a long time. There was one game in Scotland when he was not human. <laughs> it is the best goalkeeping performance I have seen. When Victor Valdez says he was leaving Barcelona, we even talked about him playing here. From Lionel Messi. Nice, isn't it? The Great um, Wall, he called him. The well. Great Wall. Yeah, Great what Wall. <coughs> wow. Nah, obviously. Wow. I mean, there were, that was... Talk about being in the zone. I mean, to beat that Barcelona team at any time was something special. But to in a Champions League game for Celtic, it must have... Uh, uh, what was it like? Oh, it's amazing. I'm trying to find I the words of what that must have been like. It's impossible to put into words. I mean, we'd played them away, I think, two weeks earlier. And we lost 2-1 in the last minute. And, like, I'd made saves. And But I think the performance we put in away from home really carried us on into the home one because we knew we'd have the fans with us. Um... But yeah, it was just one of those nights where just everything kind of... And do you know, you know when you're in that zone? Yeah, yeah you, you know, like you make a couple of saves early and you're like... You're almost like, come on, bring right. it on. Yeah, <laughs> and that team as well. I mean, 
if you don't oh. enjoy playing those games, do you know what I mean? But the noise that night as well. Um, and obviously we ended up going, I think, 2-0 up and they scored right at the end. But it's just kind of un unbelievable. Just kind of everything. It was just one of those days where you're just in the zone and everything goes your way. And you're seeing the ball as if it's, you know, a gym ball. And yeah, just just amazing, I think. You know, I think after that night, I didn't, didn't sleep the, after that game. And then, um, no, nah, just amazing. You know, I think obviously fortunate to play in those games. And like I said before, like the fan, half of my memories of that game is the atmosphere yeah, and the fans. Yeah. And a lot of it's the memories of that rather than that save or this save. It was just... The occasion more yeah, than It's nice yeah. when Messi yeah. says that though, isn't it? Oh, oh imagine that. I mean, it's just... Yeah. A, it's, it's, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's almost like, it's like a, almost like you don't need it, but it's almost like a validation from the... The greatest player, you know, in the world at the moment or at that time, saying nice things about you. I mean, it's, it's always nice when someone in the game as well. It carries a lot more weight. And um, but like I say as well, that obviously the period kicked me on into the England squad, and um, and yeah, you know, it's an amazing time, and you know, one I'll remember forever. You touched on their phrase about getting an England call up, making your debut against Chile in 2013. How proud was that? And had you? Was that a goal that you set yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, as a kid, you dream of playing for your country. and um, Yeah, it was obviously, I got in the squad. I, I was the only one who wasn't playing in the Premier League at the time, mm. so that was another little kind of nice step into it. And um, Yeah, obviously, fantastic to make my debut. It was a tough game. Obviously, we'd made a lot of changes and stuff, and Chile were a, good were a very good team. Yeah, decent, and, yeah. um but like to go and play for England and pull on that number one shirt, um, you know, again, it's something you'll never forget and something you'll treasure forever. And um, like a really proud moment because I think it's when you start reaching those things like the Champions League and um, making England debut, you know, you can look back. And I remember the first game I played in the Champions League. Um, I had to text everyone who I felt really helped me along the way. Just to say thanks for yeah, lovely nice touch. Me That's a lovely touch. And, yeah. um, but now it's obviously amazing to play for England and what every kid dreams of yeah. one day. How was it going to big tournaments? And at that time, Joe Hart was generally number one and playing in in most games. How was it going to to tournaments? Thinking I'm maybe not going to play. Oh. I always, I always <clears> wonder <throat> as a number two. Look, I experienced. I went as a cheerleader. I went for a golf trip. I went for the experience. <laughs> it was incredible in 2010. And I probably knew I wasn't going to play, but as a keeper, it's probably even more that yeah. you have to wait for an injury. It's really tough. I think, obviously, I went to Brazil 2014. Yeah. Um, that was the first one. I went as the number three. So you're thinking, a lot's going to have to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> but at the group at the time, we had Joe Hart, Ben Foster. Um, so we all got on. Like Great We had so much there. fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We had so much fun as a group. We trained, like, trained really well. Standard was amazing. But we all like just got on so well. Mm. Like we'd all go and smash the gym together and go and play golf together or whatever. And um, we just had a great time as a group. And we all were kind of with the mindset. We didn't understand Joe's play and, and me and Ben were obviously like, we just need to help him be in the best place mm. possible. So I think you have to kind of understand your role in, in the squad. And yeah, obviously on a personal note, you want to be playing, mm. but um, you go into a major tournament and you have to 
do what you need to do to help the team. Similar to now, really, like you have to kind of, yeah, you can be frustrated you're not playing, but you have to help everyone around you. And um, and so, yeah, obviously the Euros after that as the number two, obviously neither tournament went as well as we wanted, mm. which, you know, is frustrating. But um, no, obviously you go, you train well, you'd be good around the place. And if you needed, you needed. What's it like being in? I mean, you, you're, you're playing in a World Cup in Brazil, and you think, like, when you were a kid growing up, you're just thinking, well, imagine being involved in a World Cup in Brazil. But you're very much sort of in a in a bubble, really, aren't you? You don't really get to to, to see a lot of it, do you? No, not at all. It's, um, you know, Brazil especially was, I think, you know, we're in a hotel and then couldn't leave the hotel, and then it was like training took us about an hour to get to each way just because of traffic around the place. So you're seeing, like, everything from the bus, and you're just like... <laughs> but you never get to go out and, you don't and get see to feel a lot, it, no. Yeah, so yeah. you go to these tournaments, and it's just all football. Like, there's no... Similar to all of football, like, you'll go to all these different mm -hmm. places, but you'll be in a hotel the whole time, play the game, and then you're out of there. Like, you don't really see any of these places. Did you have any jokers in the, in the squad in them two tournaments? How did you fulfil your time, apart from playing golf? We had a great group. Um, Phil Jagielka was good value for money. Uh, you need good characters, though, don't you? You're away for to. a long time. You have to. Yeah. Especially like in that group who's not playing because all the situations in the group are hard. You've got the lads who are playing who they also need to be able to switch off yeah. and you know the game might not go well, so they need lifting. So you need the lads around the squad to lift them. You've also got the lads who aren't playing who are frustrated, but you might play the next game, but mm. you need to... In those tournaments, you can't have people who sulk or whatever. Yeah. You need people to bring energy if they're not playing, and you just got to be ready because you never know what, what's around the corner. So um, the squad dynamic's crucial, and I think that's noticeable in club football even more and more now that you need lads who are good around the place when they're not playing as much as when now. Club-wise now, Southampton, and you had a, a, a long spell there. I just remember every time we played you, you just made loads of saves. It was really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> just took uh, his arms yeah, off. Yeah, see the yeah. post, there you go. Fresh, no one's going to pass for us. <laughs> but it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you, you made your Premier League debut. I think you were about 26, weren't yeah, you? So 26, that, that yeah, Yeah, I mean, what was that like? Yeah, mad, because like, like we said before, like you have all of these things you dream of doing as a kid, and then... I played for England before I played in the Premier League. And, <laughs> you know, like, I think I turned up in the England squad and Phil Juggy Elkwood played more times than goal than I had in the Premier League. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? And then, um, but now that was obviously another one where it's another new thing. And um, obviously Southampton came in for me and timing was probably right for everyone. I think Celtic um, obviously did well at the deal and stuff. And timing was right for me to come to the Premier League and, and give that a go and uh, yeah obviously it was nice it was a good good move had a great time at Southampton your contract comes to end did you have any other opportunities any other clubs to go to before you joined uh, the mighty Spurs uh, do you know what it was one of them where as soon as my agent rang and said Spurs are interested I was like I want that one it was like a no brainer for me mm. obviously the situation coming in Hugo's here and whatever and I wasn't sure of what it would look like for yeah. me really like being realistic but um, when a club like this comes along like not many not many players actually get to be at clubs like this in their career and 
you know, I was just like, I want that one. I'll come throw myself into it. Train more, give it everything. Play the games I play. Mm. Um, just embrace it for what it is. And, you know, it's been a fantastic move for me. What was it like just getting to, you know, getting ingrained here? Because, you know, obviously, you know, Hugo was here and he's been here since 2012. He's captain for a long time. Yeah. Institution here, really. Yeah. And obviously, you come, coming into the squad, how were you accepted? How, how, what was Hugo like? How did it all work? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't stupid. I know what Hugo's done and achieved in the game, and he's been a huge part of this place for a long time. So, um, as a way, I might come in and not, not feature that much or whatever, but I was like, you know, I'll embrace the challenge and see where it takes me, basically. Um, but it was one of them. It was easy coming because... I knew a few of the lads from England, um, so I came in the door and you know, it was dead easy really. It's probably been one of the easiest transitions, probably the easiest I've made, obviously a bit older as well. and um, Yeah, probably the easiest transition I've had to make in football, to be honest. And you ended up playing a, quite a few games last season in the end, didn't you? Yeah, I ended up playing a lot of games, which was obviously nice because not playing is frustrating, but, and everyone wants to play. but. Um, no, obviously it was great to play. Um, um, you know, last season didn't end up going the way we all wanted, but um, you know, felt like I did everything I could. I came in, I worked hard when I wasn't playing, tried to be good around the place, and um, I'd like to think I contributed in the games that I did. Hundred percent, you did. Contributed yeah. in yeah. saving that penalty against Forest. Now, <laughs> <laughs> another one of my former clubs. <laughs> <laughs> didn't affect him staying up though, so he did. That old phrase. <laughs> made some big saves at big times yeah. and it must have been nice just to get that opportunity I, I know it was at Hugo's expense but you wait don't you but that's what football is isn't yeah, it I mean it if you're not playing either your chance either comes through an injury or a dip in form from someone else and you never wish that on anyone but it's just the way the squad and football is so um, it was obviously nice to come in got to play in the Champions League, League again and yeah you know I think made saves and um, you know, I think it was a sh it was a shame the way the season ended up because, you know, for a long period period yeah. of it, we were in a good started place. started really well. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, I'm quite fascinated by them. The, when you look at your career, obviously you had the time at Newcastle where, where and you didn't play a first-team game, then obviously went loan, then Celtic, incredible, back to Southampton, a regular. Then you come to Spurs, you're coming in as a number two. Now again, num number two, Vic's come in and he's, he's, he looks the part, to be fair, doesn't yeah. he? Um, the mentality of it, though, through, you know, being number one, being number two, as a goalkeeper day to day, I mean, is it, obviously it's something you think about, but is it something that affects you? How does it, how does it work, sort of mentality and, and what, with what you do every day? And you've got to be ready to play, obviously. Yeah, that's the thing as well. I think when you take that step and you probably know you're going to be the number two, um, it's actually harder than when you're not playing because obviously you're disappointed you're not playing you want to be playing um, but you've got to train well and be ready like we saw last always season ready. you've got yeah. to be always ready you're a red card away from getting on or an injury mm. or whatever so you just have to train well do everything you can um, work hard and be ready for if and when called upon um, because as a keeper it just happens like that as well I mean less so now because but back in the day it was our oh, keepers brought down the striker, it's red card penalty, yeah. you're on. Yeah. Um, so I think like you have loads of different things that test your mentality as a player. You have long-term injuries, you have 
manager doesn't fancy you out the team or you're not playing but you want to get in the team but ultimately when you're not playing you want to get in the team so you have to train more because he's not going to pick you if you're not training more and then you have to be ready for when that opportunity comes yeah. so mentality wise you've just got to work as hard as you can and and be a good guy around the place support the one who's playing help the younger keepers I was just going to say I was going to mention uh, Brandon and Alfie it comes down to having respect for you number one yeah. and then also for the younger kids that are looking up to you Alfie and uh, at 24 so they look you're now a serious senior 35 years old thinking look I'm not going to mop around and spit, spit my dummy out that's just how you, you train and be prepared when called upon yeah I mean for me I was very lucky having Steve Harper and Shay Given yeah like they I played were, with Harps and he was like that at number he was two fantastic all, yeah. and then like I still keep in touch with him and Shay and um, they were fantastic for me couldn't have helped me anymore and then um now as you get a bit older as well, it's as much, you need to support the one who's playing. You need to help the ones who aren't. You need to help the academy lads when they're training with the first team. Like you have a, have a big appreciation of the one who's playing and how hard that is. So you've got to be able to help them any way you can. You've got to be good around them. Um, but then, yeah, you want to just help people as well. You want to help the young lads when mm -hmm. they come and train with the first team. And Because I remember what that was like when you come across and you're absolutely buzzing. And I don't know, you just want to see people do well yeah. around you and um, try and help any way you can. Vic seems a big character and he looks a great goalkeeper. What have you made of him so far? Yeah, he's been brilliant. I think his performances in the games have been been very good, made big saves. Um, not easy coming to a new club, new country. Um, Does he speak English? Yeah, his yeah, English really is very good, good which has obviously really helped yeah. him. Um, one, of my, what, one of my mates from Celtic actually played with him at Empoli. Um, and he he's raved about him for ages. So um, as soon as he was coming here, like he said, like he's very very good keeper, um, top guy, character, uh, isn't he? Yeah, and he's you know he's been brilliant in the games and um, been good around the place. Trains well, works hard, and um, yeah, so it's a, it's a great start for him. Fraser, we touched on it a little bit earlier. The uh, the pressures of being a number one and playing in goal, and when you make mistakes, how do you deal with it? It's a lot easier as you get older yeah. and you've got that experience behind you. I think for me, when I was younger, I used to beat myself up way too much. You know, like I was one of them yeah. and then um, putting more pressure on yourself and ultimately you made a mistake. It's a goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as you get older, I think you realise that just doesn't work for you. Like you need that consistency. Um, and I think you've just got to believe in where you're going. Like it's part of the game. Like everyone makes them but you're the one who's picked out for the goal. Happens to defenders, to be fair, yeah. as well. Like, they can make a mistake as a goal. Um, strike you, kick it wide, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know we, we always have <laughs> Get paid all the money, get all the plaudits, <laughs> miss a chance and we get blamed. Yeah, yeah. literally. But, but, you've, but also um, got, you've also got now, phrase where, where where the goalkeeper goalkeeper's has sort of evolved into, you're now, a, you're now a sweeper as well. You've got to be... You'll be able to just float passes out or, or take it in under pressure. It's a, the, the way goalkeeping has evolved is it, um, and you're great off your feet, so it's, it's, you'll probably find it easy. But that's a, that's something that people don't really talk about the evolution of a goalkeeper. It's probably the position. I know all the positions have evolved, but it's probably the position that's evolved the most because now it's not about just making saves. Like mm -hmm. you have to be good with your feet. You have to play high for three balls so the team can go and press. Um, so 
it's changed so much even in just the last five years. So you've got to constantly be learning and adapting and that's where training was crucial because you have to be doing these things in training to them. It's not like you can just turn up on a Saturday and go, oh, today I'm going to play 35 yards outside my goal. Do you know, like you need to, you need to work hard on these things. And, um, but it's changed so much. I think obviously we see Edison at Man City and he's yeah. one extreme. Like yeah. there's very few of them knocking around, like so calm with his feet, so good with his feet. Um, but yeah, I think as much as that, it's getting that relationships with your back four, knowing when I get the ball, he's going to be there for me and trusting he is going to be there for me. Um, so it's hard when you come in for a game because the start 11 is normally pretty much the start 11. So then when you do come in, it's hard to then just be able to turn it on because you haven't actually yeah. built those relationships. But um, I think every... As you see this season, I think every game, even as a team, the way we want to play, we look better and better at what we want to do because those relationships are coming and they can only get stronger and, and better as the season it's, goes on. It's funny now, isn't it, Fraser? Because like making saves, that's almost the easy part of being a goalkeeper. You've never tried it. <laughs> you've got to talk for 90 minutes, you've got to play off your feet, you've got to push the line up, you've got to organise. It's almost like making saves are almost a given, aren't they, really? You just, oh, that's, you but just, that's a, people don't talk about making saves anymore. But that's the thing, you've got to be good at all all the aspects and um, people are quick to come for you if they mm. think you aren't. So, um, yeah, but ultimately as well, I think I'll be a bit more of a traditionalist. And I'll make myself sound old. But for me as well, first and foremost, you have to just keep the ball out the net. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I think yeah. that's key because if you're conceding goals... If you conceded two goals, it's you're then asking a lot more yeah. of the people in front of you to go and score three. Um, so yeah, for me, first and foremost, like you just have to keep the ball out the net, and then the rest's very important. Don't get me wrong, but you don't <laughs> you don't want to be shipping a load of goals yeah. ultimately. But like you say, there's so much more and more demanded from keepers now, yeah. and um, I'm sure it's just going to keep going that way as well over the next few years. But you're still loving it. Oh yeah, love it. Like love coming to train every day. Love just getting balls smashed at me and training. Um, I think when you're not loving it anymore, that's the time you don't want to do it anymore. I mean, I'm only 35. I've still got. I'm aiming for at least 40. 10 years. Plen plen <laughs> plenty years left in you yet, mate. Yeah. And keep going as long as you can. Especially when you're training ground like this. I mean, it's phenomenal. I was fortunate. I was only here for for 18 months when we had this. But I come back and I just think, wow. But that's the thing, like, if you don't enjoy coming to work yeah. here, where you've got this training ground, you get to go, the stadium's ridiculous. Like, I remember seeing the stadium being built and thinking, oh, I have to play there. Like, luckily I've ended up coming here, which makes, <laughs> yeah. makes it easier. But even as an away player, I was just like, I have to, I just want to play one game in that yeah. stadium. And then you turn up at the training ground and every year you come, like, last year was amazing. Turn up this year, we've done more work, yeah. even better. Like, it's just amazing to see. And like we were saying, if you don't enjoy coming yeah. here to work, then you've got Keep a up. serious problem. You certainly have. And Fraser, as we sit here today, thank you very much. <laughs> Busy schedule, training to go in, uh, <laughs> this afternoon, but thanks for taking the time out, mate. Appreciate no, my it. pleasure. Cheers, Fraser. But before we go, 
we've got seven questions for you. <laughs> we've got some <laughs> Q&A. Oh, no. Go on. <laughs> Quick fire questions. So, well, I think we'll have to adapt these a little bit, won't we? We'll have yeah, to adapt them a little bit. Just make them up, is it? We'll right? have to adapt. Right. So what is your favourite piece of football memorabilia that you own? Probably a shirt or gloves you oh, might have swapped. Me or Messi shirt. I've got the same Messi shirt. No way, I was already bantering there from as well. That, from that, that game? From that game. game. Yeah, that's probably my favourite. Oh, that's magnificent. Brilliant. Brilliant. Nice Brilliant. Is that pride of place at, at home or you keep it somewhere No, I don't, I don't have any football memorabilia on show. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A bit weird. Is that a, no, is that, nah, a, is that a, is that a, you know, get away from it when I get home? A little bit, yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. Plus, I've always been one of them where I'm not big for looking back. I yeah. know, like, we've sat and gone over... Your whole career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to do, like when you do something yeah. like yeah. this. But day to day, I'm I'll always trying nice to look to it, forward Fraser, and do it. You never get the opportunity to do it. Yeah. That's You're always looking forward. Always looking that, forward. This is your career. But In 10 you, years, Fraser, when you finish, you'll do it and then you'll, you'll appreciate what you've achieved. Look, I'm two years retired now and you think, go back and I have kids. And I go, oh, yeah. Even when I come here, I think, God, I actually played on there and train. And you just take it because you, your next yeah. training session is the most important, the next game. But even where you said about the clean sheet record, yeah. like, Obviously, it's an amazing, oh, yeah. amazing thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I did do that. But like for me, like day to day, I'm always looking at what, where I need to exactly. get to, what I need to do to work on and improve yeah. that. Have you got a favourite Spurs kit? Now, you'd, you've played against us for, for long enough, so you probably remember a few of them. But is there a, is there a favourite you've got there? Maybe I it was actually, one you played in. I was a Newcastle fan growing up, right? And... I actually had a Spurs shirt. Did you? It's so random. I had a Celtic shirt and a Spurs shirt as a kid. And then I've gone on to play for both of them. Um, That's madness. But yeah, like... How does that happen? You know... This will show my age. Like JJB Sports. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. It's... Uh, they would always have like a rail of shirts that was like clearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a fiver or whatever yeah. t-shirts. And I remember going... And like, I was just like... Oh, and you know as a kid you love every football every shirt, don't you? Just be playing football in the garden and whatever shirt there is. But like I actually ended up getting a Tottenham keeper shirt. Oh yeah. That yeah I think yeah. Ian Walk used to wear. It was oh yeah. Wow. Was it the it, it was multicoloured one? It was horrendous looking. <laughs> like looking back, it was I think it was like orange with sky blue. Oh yeah, I do remember. It was it. a bit yeah, of a rascal yeah. shirt, but yeah. I had I think we should bring that back. Hewlett Packard, was it? Yeah. I think it would have been, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think no, we should bring that back. Collar you on it. next season. Nah, I'd rather be yeah. <laughs> What's your all-time five-a-side Spurs team? Oh, putting me on the spot there, aren't you? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Perhaps make it your all-time five-a-side team. From the players you played with. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, make it easier oh. for you. <laughs> Do you have to pick yourself? You can, go, you can pick yourself. Or we go with no keeper? No, 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 we have a keeper. Yeah, we have a oh, keeper. We have a keeper. Yeah. Right, I'll put Joe Hart in goal because he ticks the Spurs yeah. box for you guys. Keep you happy. Uh, um, Got to be Harry Kane up front. Yeah. Do you know how I put in midfield? Who's actually played here as well? Victor Wanyama. Yeah, played him at Celtic. Played him at Southampton. Yes, incredible player. Yeah, like destroyed people in midfield. Um, Not Spears, but Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, player, unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah. brilliant. How many is that? There must be four. It's hard to pick another in there. Rooney. 
What a player. What a team. There's so many I've missed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, there's, 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 there's yeah. It's hard. You've chucked me on the spot there. Yeah, it's hard. What is a one piece of advice, life advice, you would give people? There was one bit of advice that was given to me when I was in Newcastle's Academy, and it was just to work as hard as you can at whatever you want to do. And then if you do that, if it happens, amazing. Um, but obviously if you fall away or fail or whatever, you know you've given it everything. Yeah. Don't like have regrets. Yeah, sort of thing. you've got yeah. no regrets because yeah. you've given it your yeah. all. And then and I think that can transfer to pretty much every aspect of life, really. Yeah. In your opinion... It was the greatest ever Spurs player. I want to say Harry Kane. I think probably when he stops playing, everyone will look back and be like... Oh, incredible. Incredible player. And I think, yeah. do you know one of them, I'd say coming to Tottenham and then training with them every day. You all know this, yeah. I haven't been a player. Like, you see lads in training and then they're just, in your eyes, they're so... Like, you know they're a great player, yeah. but then you see them day to day. And like, his finishing, his movement, everything, just incredible. Well, no one would argue with that for sure, Fraser. Fraser, once again, thank you very much. Fraser, thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.